0: Good morning again. Good to see a house well filled. We did miss some of you guys the past week. Uh, sometimes even when we don't see you guys from Sunday to Sunday, if you're gone, we feel that presence missing in the community. So, yeah, this morning I think Sunday school kind of started off the subject uh, about being grateful, being thankful for, in the midst of troubles or when you're going through things. And so, this whole message today is going to be revolving around one verse. You know, the Thessalonians were suffering persecution. They were going through tough times. So, how do you tell somebody like that to be thankful for what is coming their way or what they're going through at that time? You know, everything we do, we can look at it from a couple different perspectives. I could complain about this church house people fellowshipping in in my way in the middle of the aisles that we can't get through. But you know, I hope when we move over to a bigger building we don't lose that fellowshipping. You know, now it takes me, uh, when we were over there that one time it took us half an hour to find our kids. So there's always something to be thankful for. Here, you look, scan the room or maybe go over to the trailer. So how do we look at things in life that comes our way? That's what we want to look at it maybe from a couple different perspectives. We're going to look at one verse, mostly. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, Paul tells them, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So That's all I'm going to talk about this morning. And we were thinking of um, November. Is there a certain thing that we do in November? I told somebody, one of my buddies, I told him, he asked what I'm preaching on, and I said, Thanksgiving, he said, hey, don't push it. And I said, this is every day, guys. He, know, he knows that. He was kidding. But that's how we sometimes view this, as the fourth fourth Thursday, and is it Thursday right in November? So, the outline is the requirement of Thanksgiving. The realm of Thanksgiving is the second one. And the third is the reason of Thanksgiving. And there's a couple subs off of that, subparts. We're going to talk about Rude, Rudyard Kipling. He was a great British poet that made lots of money from his words. And they did a study and they found out that each one of his words was making him $100. So, somebody came up to him and he said, Mr. Kipling, it was a news reporter. I think he was a little cocky about it, but he said, your words are worth $100 each. And he just kind of looked at him. and So he gets out a $100 bill and he gives it to Mr. Kipling and said, now give me one of your $100 words. He looks at it a little bit, folded it up and said, thanks. <laughs> when we consider the blessing of God upon our lives, we need not to look at a $100 bill because the word thanks says it all. And, I, you know, you think of this great uh, hymn that we sing, When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, tempest-tossed, When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You don't just think about it, it actually surprises you what God actually has done. George Truett says, To know the will of God is the greatest knowledge. To do the will of God is the greatest achievement. Would you not agree with me that knowing the will of God is greatest knowledge... Okay, Yeah, greatest knowledge and doing the will of God is the greatest achievement. There should be nothing more important to us than knowing and doing the will of God. So we're going to look at this a little bit closer. <clears throat> you know, there was... You know, sometimes stories bring out the true meanings where sometimes other words doesn't. There was a king in Africa who had a faithful servant with a positive attitude, almost too positive for him. So he was, he was in charge of loading his guns and getting it ready and giving it to the king. And so he did that and something malfunctioned and the king blew his thumb off. And the servant just looked at it, examining it. He said, this is good. Well, that got the king fired up and he threw the servant into prison. About three years later, the king was hunting into some unknown territory and some cannibals were um, were, uh, were around him and, uh, and attacked and they captured him, they tied him up and uh, then they were about ready to start the fire and they saw he was missing a thumb. And so since they don't eat anything that's not whole, they let him go. So on the way home, he was remorseful, thought thinking about his servant that he locked him away and if it wouldn't have been for him, you know. But Joel, you'll be safe in that territory. You knew that was coming, right? I, 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 okay, all right. Um, so anyway, so he went, he went back and he told the servant that he, he's sorry about it. and He told him what was right. Uh, it was good that my thumb was blown off. And he proceeded to tell the servant what happened, so I'm very sorry for sending you to jail so long. It's, it was bad for me to do this. The servant said, no, it is good. This is good. King said, how can it be good that you're in jail for three years? Servant replied, because if I had not been in jail, I would have been with you, and I'm whole. <laughs> in the scripture, we are told to be thankful in all circumstances, not because of not because of all circumstances, but in them. Because so there's a difference. But it goes against the very grain of being thankful. And it is not an oxymoron to be thankful in the midst of bad things, even though it seems like it is. But we, we only have to turn on the news to figure out when something's happening. Some bad things are happening. People's houses burn down. There's much tragedy. And when a news reporter comes up to them, what are usually the things that they say? We are so thankful that we survived. You can always replace our house, our clothing. But we have each other, and that is enough. I will praise the God... Uh, Psalm 6930 says, I will praise the name of God with a psalm and will magnify him with thanksgiving. And being thankful in all circumstances, we glorify the Lord, which makes our actions pleasing to him and profitable to ourselves. Be careful for nothing, but in everything be- by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So prayer is an outlet to taking the stresses and trials off of our life um, and give it to the Lord. He encouraged us to bring everything to Him in prayer. But these prayers and supplications should include thanksgiving. There's never a time in life when a Christian when we should avoid being thankful for something, especially when we take our requests to the Lord. You know, we can forget about tomorrow. We can forget about worrying. And and I sometimes... um, I, I I know I might have had a message similar about giving thanks, but that's one thing that I struggle with probably about as much as anything. Uh, things happening at my work can just set me off and just not be thankful for a lot of things. I was dealing with uh, Workman's comp, and uh, that has been ongoing for a couple of years. And you have something laying over your head for a couple of years. It's hard to be thankful for for much in that realm of things. Um, but, you know, I, I just got a letter a couple of days ago, and, uh, and I was very thankful. It actually worked out, and now I was thinking, well, wh- why can't I be thankful for all this stuff? And uh, it was, well, I can do some projects maybe that I couldn't do without Workman's Comp, and, uh, and it's helping me to be uh, able to do some, some things. Uh, so there's always something to be thankful for. So the late um, American writer, Dale Breckinridge Carnegie, said, When I am so busy that I do not have time to pray, then I know that it is time to pray. I just forget about everything and go to church. I yield myself to God, and the tension and the anxiety go out of me, and peace and power come in. Now why do you think we have to talk about Thanksgiving and about these things continually in our churches, in our homes, or in this life. It seems that uh, it seems us we're easy to be swayed by situations and by things that come in. And at the moment, we tend to whatever comes us, at us at, with a strength, we, we hang on to that. But God is saying be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's hard for somebody to be thankful ...when they don't have Christ Jesus in their heart. But if you do, you can be thankful. So prayer mixed with thanksgiving is a powerful source of growth and peace. So there's this uh, this story about a bouquet of rose thorns. Uh, You must die to live. Take up your cross daily in order to follow Christ. Give in order to receive. All those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution... The bitter and the sweet are realities when you put your faith in Christ. So we're going to talk about Sandra. Her life was easy. She married a man she loved. They lived in a nice home. And then they were going to have a son. But in the fourth month of her pregnancy, a car accident stole her peace. During the following Thanksgiving week, she would have delivered a son, but now her arms and heart were empty. So she barely made it to the florist to get, uh, pick up a Thanksgiving flower arrangement for her church. Thankful for what, she wondered, for a careless driver whose trunk was hardly scratched when he rear-ended her and the airbag that saved her life, but then took the life of her kid- child? Good afternoon, can I help you? The shop clerk asked her. I need an arrangement, she stammered. You need one for Thanksgiving? Do you want something beautiful? Or do you want... Do you want something that we call the Thanksgiving special? What do you mean? Sandra asked. I'm convinced flowers tell stories, the clerk said. Are you looking for something that conveys gratitude this Thanksgiving? Well, not exactly, Sandra blurted. In the last five months, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Shop clerk asked, I have the perfect arrangement for you. She disappeared in the back and came out with a large bouquet of roses. Only these roses had all the flowers cut off, leaving only the thorny stems. What kind of arrangement is that? Do you expect me to pay for this? Sandra said. Not unless you decide you want to, but first hear me out. Several years ago, I lost my husband, and for the first time in my life, I spent the holidays alone. I had no children, no husband, no family nearby, and too great a debt to allow any travel. So what did you do? asked Sandra. I learned to be thankful for thorns, answered the clerk quietly. I've always thanked God for good things in life and never asked him why those good things happened to me. But when bad stuff hit, boy, I sure asked him then. It took time for me to learn that dark times are part of God's plan for my life. My experience has shown me that thorns make roses more precious. Remember, it was a crown of thorns that Jesus wore so so we might know his love. As tears rolled down her cheeks for the first time since the accident, she loosened her grip. I'll take those 12 long-stemmed st- roses, please. How much do I owe you? Nothing, but a promise to allow God to heal your heart, and the first year's arrangement is on us, always on us. So she took it home, and she read the card on it. My God, I ha-, It says, My God, I have never thanked you for my thorns. I have thanked you a thousand times for my roses, but never once for my thorns. Teach me the glory of the cross I bear, and teach me the value of my thorns. Show me that I have climbed closer to you along the path of pain. Show me that through my tears, the colors of your rainbow shine much more brilliant. William Penn says, no pain, no palm, no thorns, no throne, no gall, no glory, no cross, no crown. Anyone can be thankful for roses, but can we be thankful for the thorns? That's what the verse is today about. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And this is probably what I struggle with the most. So simply put, the Bible tells us that thankfulness is the will of God for each of our lives. And have we ever stopped to consider the fact... That the will of God for my life is to be thankful. The will of God, in regards to thankfulness, is not reserved for the fourth Thursday of November. Every day. So let's notice our text. Um, We were at the requirements of Thanksgiving. The first one was requirements. I hope you guys like stories. September 8, 1860. A crowded passenger steamer foundered off the shore of Lake Michigan, just above Evanston. Yeah. Edward Spencer, a student of the Bibli- uh, Garrett Biblical Institute, saw a woman clinging to some wreckage far out of the breakers. He threw off his coat, swam out through heavy waves, and safely brought her, brought her to shore. Once getting her to safety, he swam back and rescued another and another, until he succeeded in reaching 17 people. Finally, he collapsed in Uh, exhaustion exhaustion. Spencer never completely recovered from his exposure and exertion of that day leaving him with broken health prevented him from the ministry from which he was preparing he lived mostly a secluded life and died in California a year later in a notice of his death one paper told a story of his heroic deed mentioned that of the 17 people he rescued not one Ever came to thank him for what he had done. So, as as believers, we are often guilty, taken from the bountiful hands of God, yet failing to give thanks for what He does for us. We are often like the nine lepers who did not return to give Him thanks. So, my encouragement is: Have you ever gotten? Well, this isn't the encouragement, but have you ever gotten thank you notes from people? Have you ever given any to people? It's a challenge. But we could, we, we could mark our calendars every month or so, and, and thank somebody for what they've been doing. And that will bless you, it will bless them, and I believe it will bless the Lord. <coughs> or God will be blessed through that. Small things we can do, but most of all is going to be the heart, being thankful. That is coming out of the heart. <coughs> It is more than just a recommendation, it is a requirement. We are commanded to give thanks. Thankful is not just a choice, it's a command. Regarding the matter of thankfulness, there is expectation from the heavenly side. That's what we're talking about now. However, not only do we see the words give thanks, heavenly side of expectation, but we also see that the human side of appreciation. So the word thanks speaks of gratitude that is expressed in one form or another. The word was used to speak of saying grace at a meal. Just as one sits down to eat and bows their head and gives thanks to God for what they are about to eat, we are to express our thanks to God for all He has done for us and did for us and still does for us. So let let us suggest two ways that we ought to express our thankfulness to God. First, we ought to express our gratitude in prayer. It ought to be frequent and habitual practice on our part to get along with God and give Him thanks for all He has done for us and does for us. We read in Philippians 4, 6, again, Be careful for nothing, but in everything be by prayer and in supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. So secondly, we ought to express our gratitude to God in praise. The Bible tells us in Psalms 104, verse 4, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. We should never be inhibited when it comes to praise. God has been too good for us and blessed us too much to be ashamed to praise his name. Gratitude is born in hearts that take time to count up past mercies. That's Charles Jefferson. If we spend more time thinking, we would certainly spend more time thinking. So we are given the command to give thanks that includes a heavenly side of expectation and it should involve the human side of appreciation. So then we go to the realm of thanksgiving. Notice that our text tells us in everything give thanks. From these words we are reminded that we are to be thankful. But that's at all times. Notice again, in everything give thanks. In other words, thankfulness must not be limited to when things are going well. God expects us to be thankful for us to express our thankfulness even when things go bad. So do you think our thankfulness should be limited uh, when everything is going well and the bills are paid? And that's when we tend to start feeling good and we come to church happy, but when things are going wrong, uh, just give me a lot of space. (laughs) I need to go go through this. That happens, and we're here for each other, and that's okay, that's okay. It's going to happen because we're human. But we are to be thankful at all times. So Alexander White, a great Scottish preacher, was known for his uplifting prayers. And he always found things good to pray about. On Sunday morning, the weather was so gloomy, one of the church members mentioned, well, I wonder, certainly can't think of anything good to say about this, uh, this wretched day. And so when he began his prayer, they were surprised when he said, we thank thee, O God, that it is not always like this. So there's times when you just uh, makes you appreciate the roses. So you may be thinking that there's nothing much to be thankful for this morning. That can happen in the house. But Lord, we thank you for the dirty dishes we have enough food to eat. Lord, we thank you for the laundry, the dirty laundry that's piling up because we have clothes to wear. Thank you for the Smudge refrigerator because there's food in there. That means we have kids that smudge it up. Thank you for the screen door that's slamming. That means we have healthy kids running back and forth. But You can go on and on. You know, I like this poem that says, Count your blessings instead of your crosses. Count your gains instead of your losses. Count your joys instead of your woes. Count your friends instead of your foes. Count your smiles instead of your tears. Count your courage instead of your fears. Count your foliars instead of your lean. Count your kind deeds instead of your mean. Count your health instead of your wealth. Count on God instead of yourself. If we stop and count our blessings one by one, it will not be long before we realize how much the Lord has done for us. If nothing else, we could... Yes, this is true. If nothing else, you know where we could be headed. We could be headed for hell. God has saved us. He has sanctified us. Secured us. He has made us citizens of heaven. Wrote on our name... Our name in the Lamb's book of life delivered us from the wrath to come. No matter what bad things come our way, it doesn't get much better than that. So uh, with the psalmist we can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. These words remind us that we are to be thankful. So A was at all times, in the realm of thankfulness at all times, and now B is in in all things. So, um, You ever hear of that? those two guys that were uh, in a field and spotted a bull charging towards them? They ran as fast as they could for the nearest fence with the bull in hot pursuit. Terrified, one shouted, put up a prayer, John, we're in for it. John yelled back, pray, I don't know how to pray. Companion yelled, you better pray something, the bull is catching up with us. So John yelled back, okay. And then he prayed the only prayer he knew, and it was, oh Lord, for what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. (laughs) Probably prayed that at the meal pretty often. At all times and in all things, we are to be thankful. Our text says, in everything give thanks. Notice carefully that it does not say for all things. You know, when I see people dying, when I see, I, I don't jump up and down and say, thank you, Jesus. When I walk to a cemetery and say goodbye to my loved ones, I don't lift my hand and shout glory to God. When I'm called to the hospital when somebody's in an accident or when your family's sick, we don't, we don't go in there giving praise for what has happened. It doesn't say give thanks for all things, but it does say give thanks in all things. I may not be able to give thanks for all things, but we can in we can be thankful for the peace of God, which passes all understanding. God says, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? So we have often been blessed, I bet every one of us knows some songs, one song, all the songs, From Fanny Crosby, right? You know, she wrote over 8,000 songs. Such as, blessed assurance, to God be the glory. Jesus keep me near the cross. Praise him, praise him. Rescue the perishing, redeemed. All the way my Savior leads me. That's just naming a few. 8,000 songs. When she was only six weeks old, she developed a minor eye inflammation, and the doctor, carelessly tre- her, his careless treatment, left her permanently blind. The doctor who destroyed her eyesight never forgave himself and moved from the area. But Fanny held no ill will against him. She wrote in her autobiography, "If I could meet him now, I would say thank you, thank you, over and over again, for making me blind." Fanny Crosby learned that we can be thankful in all things. The same is true for us. Again, we may not be able to give thanks for all things, but we can be thankful in all things. We can be thankful for God's peace, His presence, His provision, and His peace. Then finally from our text, we looked at the requirement, we looked at the realm, and now we're looking at the reason of thankfulness. Thankfulness is a command, but there's also a cause. Thankfulness is a requirement, but there is a reason. So the first one is a work of God in us. I remember a young lad giving my life to the Lord on a hard floor tile floor and uh, what he has done to me over the years and then again I guess uh, the most profound might be the right word um, when, when, when he saved me from the direction I was going in later years and uh, I got off my knees a new creature in Christ and things had never been the same that was probably what 3-4 years ago, I shouldn't know the date but that to me is not important right now, it's amazing what God can do, but he, he can do a work in us and that is the reason for thankfulness so, life has not been without heartaches and sorrows and disappointments, and tomorrow may even be worse for some of us, for all of us. Yet, regardless of what may come, you know, I will always, and I believe we should always, praise God for the day when He saved my poor hellbound soul. So, there are multiple reasons to be thankful, but if there were but one, to be saved, give us all the reason to be thankful, to think of what God has done for us, with us. It's enough to make the dead, uh the deadest, driest, dullest, Mennonite, Amish, Baptist guy shout praises to God. It should if we don't. The second reason we should be thankful is because of the will of God for us. We read In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Why should we be thankful? It is God's will that we be thankful. So we began talking about God's will for our life. We are told in our text what one aspect of God's will is for our life. We are to be thankful. I began by talking about doing God's will since the God, uh, since the Bible specifically tells us that it is the will of God to give thanks. Then it ought to be practiced and a priority of our life to give thanks to God. So one day a wealthy family man took his son on a trip to the poor part of the country. He wanted him to see how the poor country people live, so he could be grateful for what he has. At the end of the trip, when they were back home, the father asked him, "What did you think of the trip?" The son replied, "Very nice, Dad." Then the father asked the son, "Very nice. Did you notice how poor they were?" The son replied, "Yes." The father continued, "What? What did you learn?" The son responded, "I learned that we have one dog in our house, and they have four. Also, we have a fountain in our garden, but they have a stream that has no end. We have imported lamps in our garden. They have stars. And our garden goes to the edge of our property, but they have the entire horizon as their backyard. At the end of the son's reply, the father was speechless. His son said, Thank you, Dad, for showing me how poor we really are. Are you interested in the will of God for your life? Are you committed in doing God's will? Then listen again to this text. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We should not need to be reminded of the requirement, realm, and reason for Thanksgiving. We should never wait until we are gathered with our family around the tables on Thanksgiving Day. Thankfulness is the will of God for our lives every single day. Amen.